Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Creatokia podcast. My name is Videl, and I'm the global head of audio at Bookwire. This, as you may know, is a new podcast about digital publishing through the lens of NFTs, crypto, and blockchain, where every week we dive into this new and fast-moving world, looking at how authors and publishers can take their first steps in creating digital originals and NFTs. I'm joined today, as ever, uh, by John and Jens, co-founders of Bookwire and Creatokia. Hi, John. Hi, Jens. Hello, Videl. Hi, Videl. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? You're good, I hope. Well, we're here again. The weeks fly by, I have to say, and there's always a lot to talk about. And we were just reflecting a little bit about last week. So for everyone's, for those of you listening, if you haven't listened to the last episode, um, really, you should have a listen. Because last week we had our legal expert, Tom Bregelman, and... Um, I mean, he was great and uh, on a lot of very specific legal things, but also kind of he had a very holistic view, right, about where things were heading. Yeah, and and I would like to play in a band with him because he, he looks like a band member. <laughs> no, it was great. I mean, just kidding, of course. Um, it was great. I think we learned a lot uh, and, and we, we learned, I think, above all, that we should be scared about it and that we will find legal ways to manage like the, the token business and shouldn't hold us back <laughs> that there are some... Uh, doubts that's always the case with new business and shouldn't hold us back from from keep on experimenting and and pushing things forward yeah agree i mean john maybe you think the same he had a very um i mean he's a he's a professional he's a he's a lawyer um so he knows the rule of law and he knows what needs to be worked out but i would say he was like a kind of practical optimist right yes Absolutely. And if you, dear listeners, uh, didn't check out the last episode, so here's your opportunity to rewind the whole thing here and listen to the last episode first before we come to the topics of this week. Yes. And so this week, actually, we wanted to mix things up a little bit. And I think we said that uh, to everyone last week. So we've got some community questions from our uh, Queer Token Discord channel. And uh, we wanted to pick out a few of them. So we've got a bunch of questions here. And I guess I will be the one asking the questions. And uh, John and Jens, you can answer them. And we'll have a discussion about them. So here we go. Ready? Yes. Yes. Okay, first question. So I hope I get everyone's names right. So this is from Shima. First question. Uh, do you have any updates on when creators may be able to work with Creotokia directly on adding content? That would be appreciated. Thanks. Yeah. Currently, Creotokia is in the phase or has the status that we have only curated drops and we are still in an experimenting phase. So we are selling the Creator tokens that allow uh, to open the platform or Uh, that allow even to buy NFTs that we already re released on the Eternal Masterpiece Collection episode of Creatokia. And the phase or the opening phase that will come where more creators, maybe any or every creator will be able to release something on, Crea of Cre on Creatokia, is, I would say... Not so far, but I don't dare to say when it will happen because we are still on a development curve and it will take some weeks, maybe months, until the platform will open for everybody. Um, I could make a prediction. <laughs> on a very positive scale, it will be by April. If it works out not so well as we think, it will be by mid-year or late summer. 
when uh, when we will allow others to to release NFTs or N NFT books or audiobooks on the platform. And John, don't don't forget about uh, strategic pivots and pivoting that startups do. So yes, don't of course. promise too much. <laughs> We might find some other things that need to be done more urgently. But I think it's important to say that the idea of democratizing uh, creation and distribution of NFTs is certainly is certainly a key piece of Creatokia. It's just a question of um, making the right step and the right thing at the right time and um, i think the first the next steps will be about curated drops from people that have a community already so leaving the experimental phase that we are in now as you said and going into a phase where we um well show what we've worked on with authors and publishers in the background so far and then release some interesting drops and well when we, we are very excited also to enter this next phase so that's great to hear. So I think um, the answer is that it's all, it's part of the vision and uh, we're working on it. And of course, that's that's hopefully that's that will come down the line, I think, this year for sure, right? Yeah, and it should not hold you back as a Creatokia Discord member. Uh, if you have an interesting project or an interesting idea of what you want to do with your book project to contact the Creatokia team and like pitch your idea. So because we are a community and I, I see in that question that people want to do something. So please let us know what you want to do because it really is of interest for us. Good point. Very good point. So yeah, of course, feedback is always really, really useful. Okay, so going on to the second question from A.L. Vardel, will there be releases from modern day authors, uh, today's authors, in the same way that you've released the classics? So we've obviously been talking about the, the weekly drops we've had and the Eternal Masterpiece, and they have been classics, and some of them I, I would consider modern classics, but still kind of classics, mid-century. But yeah, what about today's authors? The answer is yes, there will be releases of today's authors. We kind of answered this in the question before. Yeah. We are currently working with several big or medium publishing houses on uh, NFT releases, on workshop basis and stuff like that. And uh, of course, um, the Eternal Masterpiece Collection is our dedication to the past, to a, to more or less glorious past or whatever how you're looking at that um but the 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 current phase is is the important phase and creatokia is a future-proofed platform we are looking for the authors of the future and uh, for the authors of the present time and, and i can confirm that we are quite impatient about uh, doing more on this platform but having been working on tech platforms for the last decade and and even more we have learned that things should be prepared Not in a too German way, I would say, <laughs> but it should be at least well engineered. And um, so we've we've been testing the platform and the functionalities, and we all know that's new technology that's being used here. We don't want to disappoint like uh, corporation partners. So it's really important that things work out and are reliable, and that customers on on consumers and and also like the producers of content can can trust us, and the transactions will work. So we we try to prepare ourselves for kind of a storm of consumers coming to the platform and and hopefully with the next drops we will be uh, entering this phase then thank you okay so going on to the third question from thomas j is should authors collaborate with artists and developers to create digital content for an nft book 
and then what is the difference actually between a digital artist decoder and a developer so it's a good kind of um slightly philosophical question how does that work that relationship of course creatives should collaborate together to find new ideas in the Creatokia team, we have the view on Creatokia like we are um, releasing a grand piano and we expect people to play with it. We, have, we don't release uh, the symphony. So um, it would be great if authors and creators, designers, uh, whatever, would collaborate. And it is possible to, um, on a smart contract basis, let them all participate in projects like they decided to do it together. So um, um, the question is really philosophical to say where's the difference between an artist uh, or uh, a video editor or a coder. Um, I can answer it only out of the perspective. I, I started my career in the music business and there are alike situations where you have an artist in, in a studio recording something where there is a, a studio engineer or producer. And of course, the barriers or I would say the boundaries are, they interfere, they are not so clear, um, and it's up to discussion of the team. But I would say the more creative basis you bring in a, in a project, if it is the text or the general idea what it is, the more closer you are in creating things instead of just building things. And both has its value. Both is something, but uh, it's not the same. But of course, maybe just to say about about the technology of Creatokia, of course, it comes with uh, like the necessary environment to release a, a token and to have a perfectly well engineered smart contract. It contains all the like regulations or, or like the deal that you implement into this project. But as this is very new, as John said, there's no clear path how creative you can uh, start working with NFTs in the future. So, of course, let's take the example of a limited edition book. So if an author or a publisher would release a limited edition on Creatoka, there's not much code to be done because we've already implemented this we've worked on this so it's very easy to release such a project and then it's more about like the community and promoting it and making sure that it reaches like the audience um, but of course in the future projects could contain more than just unlockable content and so i think we don't know yet where this is going and and, and i think it's super exciting to see creatives and technicians and developers uh, think about what's what's possible thank you good answers i think i totally agree Let's move on to the fourth question from one of our users, Discord users, Raytiva. What will happen? This is a future proofing kind of question, which I think is relevant for any kind of new technology business. And it's happened before. So they are asking, what will happen to NFTs if technical development continues? If I buy an EPUB that I currently read on a reader, but in 10 years, that version will be obsolete. What happens? Do I get updates for my NFTs or what happened? Maybe I can start here because I... I know a little bit about the EPUB format as we've been dealing with this at Bookwire uh, for a long time now. So I think, I mean, there's two two answers. The first answer is with EPUBs, there was always a kind of a downward compatibility uh, solution. So I don't think that any EPUB that has been produced in the in the last years will not be readable in the future. It may not have all the features, and but this standard has been engineered in a way that when the format evolves, you can always... Uh, read the old versions but thinking a bit further um, there could be i think situations 
where maybe we will see some regulation in the future because there is a law that protects consumers from buying something. Let's take a TV, a modern smart TV as an example. I think there's some regulation now that the software has to be maintained for at least X amount of years in the future. So maybe we will see something like this work for NFTs at some point in the future. I can't say it now I, and I don't have any concerns today, but I think I understand the question and it's, it's, it's a good, it's a fair point. And what's interesting on NFTs is that you have the connection to the NFT holder and Creatokia, out of our perspective, will be a platform where this connection can be maintained on the blockchain and you can send updates and you can, can discuss what's going on with maybe a, a relict data file or artifact data file of the past. So I expect um, the internet community or the Web3 community to be um, versatile enough to to deal with with old school data because there will be more and more old school data and a reading software will be able to to understand it and to read it. I have a, a bunch of floppy disks from my uh, C64 Commodore computer and uh, I can play them even on my computers today. So I'm confident that we will find a solution, especially uh, when content has its value for, for users. So there should be a way, right? I just wish my TV was falling under the regulations that you just <laughs> described, yes, because I have a TV that doesn't give me Disney+. Plus. So I'm going to look That's that up and see. But it's, I'm it's, confident uh, that with blockchain technology, that is meant to stay and survive and to be maintained not only by one person in one company, it is decentral. So I'm quite confident that, especially for like the the like the system we are operating in, Uh, there's quite a good perspective that this will be maintained kind of i wouldn't say forever now never say never but uh, uh or never say forever i don't know but there are enough people working on the standards because it's decentralized so there's a very good chance we would all say that on the whole it should be possible and as things develop um the older products will still be accessible still be hold all of their kind of utilities and and um everything else and the owners will be interested in And being able to, to keep trading them. So I think we have a bit, exactly. some more incentives maybe also here to keep this system going. Like a, like an old book that is very, very valuable that you would probably maintain in a very like careful way and not like let it lie around uh, in the dust somewhere. Right. Great. One of our users, Ligretto, is asking, I would love to hear what barriers you've you've encountered so it's like a summary question actually which is a good one i would love to hear what barriers you have encountered since the drop and how you have overcome them or not have you pivoted direction in, in or any other learnings you can share from the journey so far so obviously we've been on a you guys we've been on a journey with create tokyo we've explained what's coming next with creators being able to being able to open it up but what have can you share a bit about what we've learned so far because there's so much going on behind the scenes Yeah, there's a high learning curve on many things, on the technical side, uh, on how we develop stuff. Um, but I think I should commence things that people can see on Creatokia. And what people can see is uh, the Eternal Masterpiece Collection. And what we learned is that we didn't make 
the eternal masterpiece collection obvious enough in its value to the people because um it's it's such a good uh, piece of art that you really can put on a screen or where you even can make an object of art out of it it's it's individually designed the covers of the authors in stained glass style and there are um uh, individual recordings of famous speakers and um nicely designed uh, text cutouts of the of the books that are, that are really great and we did not really made sure or showed what this is and um, that's what we want to do now and that what what we want to do with the next drops and um, of course we have the Kriya token and with the Kriya token we did not make clear enough what are the utilities of the individual token that's the next project combined with ongoing uh, next drops where we can like point out what with the with the different Kriya token types can be done so um and at the end of course the platform will be available for everybody but we have to make sure that we explain how the Kriya tokens will have a special usages and uh, benefits for Kriya token owners which are the 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 well believers and Creatokia uh, supporters so that's obviously where we where we have to spend more effort on where we want to get better but that's what we wanted to experience because the next drops that we will have will be uh, modern books that will be from publishing houses and that's the the steep learning curve that we have to take so thanks for everybody who is on board today and um if you if you see more that we can do better please join us in our discord channel and and tell us what you think because we we really care for for what you think and what you expect from us Okay, so I think we've got to the end of our questions uh, this week. So I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, thank you, John and Jens, for answering them. And thank you very much for uh, the community for uh, for asking the questions. And I think we really would love to, I mean, maybe this could be something we could have in in a regular kind of format in our episodes. We'd always love to try and squeeze in some questions. Um, so please don't stop the questions. If you are um, if you are curious and want to ask us, please, please keep asking them in, in Discord and we will keep looking and uh and we'll ask some more we'll, we'll share some more of the questions um and i think we wanted to just talk about a couple of interesting things that are happening out there in the world of nfts and in the last week this is a weekly podcast so it's pretty kind of current and up to date and um we were just having a chat about a couple of different things so two things that kind of piqued our attention um, I mean, the first one is about a story about what's happening in the music industry and always pretty interesting. And I think really relevant to look at the industries next to publishing because they're all media industries doing different things in slightly different ways. So what's been happening, John? Yeah, <clears throat> Jens and me, we were producers of hip hop music, I would say one and a half decades ago. So I was, I was happy to see that the rapper Nas, New York rapper Nas, has an interesting NFT project that uh, he made real with two songs, two, two new songs from him. One is called Ultra Black and the other one is called Rare. And he made a win-win situation for his fans because he sold 50% of the income of these two songs or of the, each song to his fans 
uh, there are three different um, stages of NFTs that were sold. The first one was for $50 for a certain small percentage uh, for the streaming royalties of the song. So it means what the song earns on, on streaming platforms like Spotify and stuff. And $250 uh, for a much larger percentage, uh, split percentage of the streaming royalties of this song for life both for life, an exclusive merch, and uh, I would say a, an emperor ticket for 5,000 bucks for 2.14% of the streaming royalties of the songs, plus two VIP concert tickets, um, a signature record and stuff. So it's, it's I think, really interesting. It, it was very successful, and it keeps the artist and the fans together, because even in 10 years... Uh, Nas will know who were these believers that bought uh, the NFTs and he can really address them again and again on stuff. And that's an, a very interesting use case, especially for artists that want to cash up front before they release the songs. And well, of course, it's kind of strange to to really let participate fans into in your income. Uh, that's I think that's new or, or at least new for that now and interesting interesting to discuss out of my perspective it's certainly really i mean it's innovative right and i think maybe that's happened a little bit before but i think the whole decentralized nature of blockchain and smart contracts makes that a reality probably in a way that it was very hard for an artist to do a big one or a small one but i think um i mean i think i find that super interesting fans funding the content yeah, and, and, and you could argue that this is, uh, on the one hand, kind of, um, is it less magic when, when fans participate? Maybe. But on the other hand, I think it's, it's quite exciting because it allows different kind of constellations of collaborations, you know, like, because technology makes it possible. So you can so easily distribute and, uh, um, the earnings. And I think we're, we're going to see a lot of uh, comparable projects. And, um, if, if you compare it to the community approach of the board apes, for example, where royalties are shared the same way, it's, it's another example how you can be more on eye level with your fans and consumers. And I, I, I wouldn't dare to say at this point that this is already concept for the future for for like all kinds of situations but in in some cases it can obviously be very enriching and making people happy so that's great yeah i find that really super fascinating and then on, on next to that last week i think there were lots of articles being written about i mean i guess there are rumors at this stage and i think i read something in the financial times of i mean what people were expecting which is some of the big technical tech companies i think they were mentioned especially that the meta companies so facebook and instagram are working on some kind of display to be able to display people's nfts and in their profiles and their feeds and kind of bringing things into mainstream social media in a more kind of integrated way so that's kind of a big step even if they are still working on it right it's inevitable i think yes <laughs> that that's exciting it, i mean it was obvious already with facebook believing in this web3 era um but i think we've been expecting that right john so because because people are now able to share in like existing ecosystems social media ecosystems they can share what they bought and and hopefully it's uh, kind of joyful and i'm expecting some some things that we may not know yet so how things are displayed and how you can deal with them and maybe make them part of your social avatar 
are uh, and maybe even more and maybe it's the first step into the real metaverse that that facebook is is, is building and and dreaming of so um very exciting i'm sure it's going to happen so I, i believe that news nfts will bring people closer together and as we saw in the nas case uh before it brings people into new constellations together that weren't there before in a way and of course that means that our um, digital infrastructure will allow nfts to be part of it and that makes it so obvious that uh, nfts are here to stay and they will stay for the rest of our life i guess but what i find exciting maybe uh, adding a thought is that not facebook owns this thing Uh, you know, like the NFTs of the consumers in a way. They haven't provided the ecosystem. The ecosystem is decentral. It's already there. So maybe it's a different role. I think Facebook also finds itself in a different role here. And, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure that that's different. They're not so dominant in this. I, I know, I don't know if you know what I mean, but, uh, it's, it's, they play a game that, that actually is not their game. They just yeah. try to be part of it. And a very big thing, trying to be part of something, it's an interesting move, I, I think. It's it's different from uh, inventing the thumbs up button. Yeah, I mean, I guess they will be a substantial or influential window into it, but the the thing that they are windowing into is not theirs. So that's the point. It's, exactly. it's everyone's. And that's really interesting. So it's been great hearing people's questions and um, I really hope we have more because uh, it's the best way to get feedback, right? So it kind of um, it tests our, our plans and our intuition about what we want to do and uh, what the team is doing. So very good to have lots of feedback. And of course, um, please, I mean, if you are listening to the first time, for the first time, I would say um, we've got some really great episodes now in the in the latest, this is our English language latest uh, series. So please go back and check the previous ones. We're ever covering lots of things from kind of high level entrepreneurial NFT experts to uh, UX, uh, to legal, and what else? I probably missed something. But I mean, a lot of really great discussions over the last week's um, so please go back and listen to previous episodes. Uh, please give us some good five-star ratings if you are enjoying it, because that helps more people um, find this podcast, because we're really trying to share all of our you know, information, trying to help, well, educate. I mean, we're educating, I'm educating myself by just by doing this. And keep checking out creatokia.com, stay on the Discord or join the Discord community. The best way to start is by looking at the website, right? www.creatokia.com. And you can also register for our newsletter on there. To our dear listeners, thank you again for your time. Thanks very much for listening. We enjoyed talking and uh, there'll be more next week. So on behalf of myself and you guys, John and Jens, uh, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. And there will be new guests coming up next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Ciao.